it's up to you and me to shine a guiding light and lead the way. United by our cause, we have the power to pursue what we believe. We'll achieve the realization of our dreams. Hello there, welcome to this week's episode of New Horizons. I'm Vaughan Benison. Thanks once again for your company. Today we present part two of the keynote speech given to the International Council on English Braille General Assembly a couple of weeks ago. And we'll recap the last couple of minutes from last week. Remember, we're talking about sustainable development goals for Braille across the world. In 2018, we were able to work with the United Nations to, be, to declare September 23rd as National, International Sign Language Day. The deaf community has taken that seriously and have since then, for the last what, three years, they have built it up and have celebrations and create opportunities for public awareness around International Sign Language Day. In December 2019, we worked with the United Nations to pass another resolution to declare World Braille Day on Lewis Braille's birthday. So we have International World Braille Day. It passed this year, January, with little fanfare from the community of Braille Braille users and the, the, the international blind community. We speak often about the importance of Braille and the need for Braille to continue for generations. And that's one of the reasons of International World Braille Day. Well, if we have worked to have this day declared internationally by the United Nations, we must make a fanfare about this day in order to build international awareness and to get the international community to recognize the importance and use of Braille. I have many friends, some of whom came to, uh, um, uh, work in the United Nations. Uh, I include um, an ambassador also, who since I came here as the first blind person as an ambassador, other colleagues have come. And some have told me they wish they knew Braille. They're very good with technology, but they would love to have had the opportunity to marry Braille and technology, so they could do some of the things in exploring and, and when they speak, et cetera, et cetera, and in their daily lives. That's the importance of Braille that I have found. Since my work here, we have been able to get the UNICEF, which I chaired, UNDP and UNFPA, which I, of which I am the current chair or president, to be able to understand the importance of access and access to Braille. These are the kind of things, but we can only get this to happen regularly if we make people know the importance of access to information through Braille. And if we make Braille available in real time with its, as you marry it with technology. Ret returning to the SDGs, let me just pick out a few that are of importance to us. I want to begin though with another thing that we campaigned for and to ask you where you are with this. We campaigned for the right to read. 
many years. I have had great friends who spent many hours dealing with it. I had the honor of spending a short time to deal with it and some time to get it ratified in my own country and in some of the Caribbean islands. But, and while it has come to pass as a resolution, the question is, are we, are we assessing the, how we are, if we are creating more opportunities for persons to have access to material to read, persons who are blind and visually impaired? Uh, we need to make sure that we understand that we are taking advantage of this opportunity and we are assessing where we are. Can we look at on Louis Braille Day, some sort of in, uh, competition to, or some sort of assessment tool to make sure that we know that more persons who are blind have access to reading material as a result of the right to read campaign and the resolution that allows us that opportunity. We speak in the S, as we do, there are 17 SDGs and I brought together about eight of these that directly link to us. Number one, poverty. We have, we know many, we know that we have we have linked disability and poverty together for many, many, we know that there's scientific proof on that. And we are speaking of how we can use the SDGs to understand that we have to remove poverty. And as I say often, if you do not remove poverty from amongst persons with disability, you will not change the world in removing poverty. So we have to monitor that. Number three is health and access to health and well-being. Health and well-being includes the, 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 the opportunity for us to get physical exercise along with access to healthcare and health services. Last year, I was very fortunate to be, to be on, as part of the team in the Universal Health Campaign so that we were able to get iHealth on the, in, in Universal Health for the first time. And we have been able to work to make sure that persons with disability and access to health. It's, it's also in the, in the universal health um, resolutions. We again have to understand and monitor that. Number four is education. Well, I do not have to say a whole lot about that because all of us know that access to education is our access to the key to unlock poverty, to unlock exclusion, to unlock inequality. So access to education is critical as we monitor. Number five is gender, access to, access to equal opportunities for girls and women. We know that even amongst persons with disability, even amongst us persons who are blind, there are girls and women at, great, at greater disadvantage. And therefore some say a double disadvantage. Some may even say triple. And we know that we have to have the, 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 the have to have the need for support services and access to services for girls and women as amongst the very highest and most important um, champions that we seek for within trying to create opportunities and services for um, children and and, and youths and students and women with disabilities. Gender parity is 
critical and paramount. We then could look at access to decent work. And it is about the opportunity to create, create work and to make sure that persons who are trained and persons who have opportunities have opportunities to decent work. And that's another area that we have to be aware of. Access to accessible cities, as there is work going on to create opportunities in cities and to rebuild the cities. And we know that, as I said, we're not going to come out of the pandemic the same way we went in. How do we make sure that these cities are more accessible for persons who are blind and for persons with disabilities? That remains another important challenge. And, we, and, and the, the, I would, while I skip a number of them, some of which are very dear to me, such as climate and water, I will skip down to the, and, and, and sanitation, I'll skip down to the last two, access to justice and access to partnership. Justice, because we want to be sure that persons who are blind and persons with disability have the same access to justice as other colleagues in our communities. And similarly, partnerships, building partnerships, not at, only at the individual level, but certainly at the national communities and international levels so that we can work together. I, I, why do I go through all of those? I go through those because all of our countries have signed our commitment to these. And, they are commit, and we, as, an, as, as nations, we are committed to make these work for a better world. Civil society, of which your organizations are a part, have are given a strong role in monitoring government's implementation of the SDGs. And we as persons with disabilities, we as persons who are blind, have to play an equally important role in, in making sure that our needs are met within the broader needs of our societies. I urge you therefore to play a role, understand and find out and be part of the global change. Let me conclude with a, to, with a few other things in terms of the environment and change. Much of the, of the effort today is about the inclusion of youth. I don't know your organization, especially now. I don't know what the average age of Braille users are now. What I do know is that the, the average age of technology users, whether they're blind or not, is young people. As a friend of mine and a former boss of mine used to say, the youth's technology, that's their, their generation. They are the ones who are at home best. We have to find a way to marry technology and Braille at all levels. As I say within, my, my, within the United Nations, I want information in real time. And while I can get things Brailled, I, it's not always in real time. I want to be able to get things under my fingers, coming through my, my pieces of technology in real time, that when they hand out things at, in, the, in the meetings or when things are said, I can get it. So we have to find, make sure that the youths are fully engaged in the innovation 
so that they can create the new change that we want in terms of access to Braille, so that they can be around in working with the organizations like yours, so that Braille can the, the Braille can, can, can go on from generation to generation because the usefulness of Braille in day-to-day -day life and in professional life is important. The use of Braille in, your, in one's professional life and one's day-to-day -day life is important and is significant in helping persons who are blind to manipulate the world around them. I urge you to have a look as you look at organizational change. I encourage your organization to continue your campaign and continue your efforts on creating opportunities and expanding Braille, Braille and Braille services. I am delighted to be able to be given the opportunity to speak to you. And I want to thank you for, for honoring me, giving me this honor to be here with you this afternoon for these few minutes. I thank you. And that was the final in our program on the keynote speech given to the General Assembly of the International Council on English Braille. If you'd like more information, you can research on Google. The entire General Assembly was recorded and is available for listening on their website. If you'd like to contact Blind Citizens Australia, 1-800-033-660 is the telephone number, 1-800-033-660. If you'd like to email bca at bca.org.au, bca at bca.org.au. I'm Vaughan Benniston. I'll talk to you again next week. We'll achieve the realisation of a dream. Of our dream.